Welcome in to Locked On Knicks. Alex Wolf here, and the second round of the FIBA World Cup is set. Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, and Team USA are on to the second round. So is RJ Barrett and Canada, and both have a pretty good shot, it seems like, to potentially win this thing. But could they meet in the finals? I am going to get into all the machinations of how that might be able to happen. Plus, I will inform you of every, almost every, former or potentially future Nick that is still playing in this tournament. It's all coming up next on Locked on Knicks. You are Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes. Right now. Starts without a five. Ewing for the win. Yes. Up, up, up. Now fires it. All right, welcome in to Locked On Knicks. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Knicks your first listen today and every day, whether you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform. Or taking in the sights and sounds on YouTube. I appreciate you making us a part of your daily routine. If you haven't already, make sure to hit the notification bell on YouTube or the auto-download function on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you want to keep the conversation going with Gavin and I, you can check us out on Subtext. It's a brand new thing where you can converse with us right with just your phone and texting. It's pretty cool. So definitely check out Subtext as well. There's uh, details in the episode description. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor-in-chief of Nick's site, The Strickland, which you can find at strict.land. And I am talking about FIBA. What else? What else is going on on August 30th, the end of the summer? No trades have happened yet. You know, nothing. Joel Embiid isn't on the market yet. I don't know. The Knicks don't go to training camp for like a month and a half. I mean, it's it's there's a long time still left here uh, until the Knicks start playing again. So we're following world action, national team action. And things are pretty good for the Knicks in that regard. Uh, the, the, the two teams that any Knicks fan would have the most interest in, Team Canada with R.J. Barrett and Team USA with Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart are absolutely crushing it right now. Uh, both are on to the second round, and the second round of group play has been set for the FIBA World Cup. So here's a little breakdown of, of what's going on here. So there are four groups now, which is down from eight in the first round. That's how that works. It splits in half. Uh, Canada was tops in Group H, and they went 3-0 and with an average margin of victory of 37 points against Lebanon, France, and Latvia. Uh, Team USA was tops in Group C with an average margin of victory of 34.3, beating out Greece, New Zealand, and Jordan. Uh, shout out to Kobe Hollis Jefferson, uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson going absolutely crazy for Jordan. That was a fun story of the first round. Uh, so basically the the way that it worked in the first round of the FIBAs, for those of you that were not paying attention in the first round, uh, every team in a group saw each other. So it was groups of four uh, and every team saw every other team. So that meant six games per group and they got through that first group phase and, you know, figured out who makes it to the second round. And then now we're in the second round and there are four new groups of four. But this time around, there will not be six games total. There will only be four games total per group because they're not going to have. So each group features the top two teams of 
two of the previous groups. And so, for example, USA was tops in Group C. Uh, the other team that came out of their group was Greece, and they're not going to face Greece in the second round because they've already faced Greece. So they're only going to face uh, the other two teams in their group here. So USA now finds themselves in Group J, where they will be joining Lithuania, who's 3-0, and uh, Montenegro, who's 2-1, and and Greece, who's 2-1 and as well. Uh, so I figured I would get into these teams that the Knicks will be facing. And then the next segment, I'm going to get into the teams that the uh, that Team Canada will be. Did I just say the Knicks? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I meant Team USA. The Team USA Knicks <laughs> will be facing <laughs> in Group J. Oh, my goodness. I'm going crazy. Uh, and, and then Canada will be facing. I'll be talking about in the next segment. But first off, in uh, this grouping here, the Team USA finds themselves facing Lithuania in this one. Lithuania went 3-0, and and they have a ton of Knicks connections, if you guys are interested. They're also, traditionally, I just feel like always a really sneaky good international team, Lithuania. They have, seems like a very large presence of players that make the NBA, at least, uh, and then a bunch of guys that, obviously play overseas uh either you know currently or did before they you know come to the nba or whatever but there's a lot of nick connections on the student i had no idea i did not think about how many lithuanians have played for the knicks kind of wild uh so first off we've got knicks legend mindaugas kuzminskis uh second in scoring on this team at 12.3 points per game and he is also uh tops in and <laughs> i'd be lying if i knew how this was this was uh figured out i don't know if it's just like on off or some form of plus minus or something but uh the fibas had this like efficiency rating that they put on everything and it confused me i almost thought that kuz was leading the team in scoring but it turns out he's not leading them in scoring but he is leading them in efficiency whatever that efficiency number is i don't think it's per i don't think the overseas they're using per still at least i hope not uh but anyway he's second on the team in scoring at 12.3 points per game and then we've got future Nick, hopefully. Uh, I mean, as of right now, they just own his draft rights. Don't really see a clear path for him getting over just yet. But they have Rokas Jokobitis, and he is crushing in this tournament. He's averaging 12 points per game, which is third on the team, and a team high 5.3 assists per game. But that's not where the Nick connections end. There's also Ignis Brasdakis on the team. He's averaging about nine points per game. And uh, they have Jonas Valanciunas is one of their one of their top guys, uh, not a Nick connection, but current NBA player and uh, former NBA player Demontis Montagunas on the roster as well. So pretty deep roster, all told. Uh, and you know they they are clearly doing well so far. Uh, I don't necessarily think that I see them beating Team USA, but. I think they're a sneaky good team. I, I think there's, I think chances are great that they end up being the second team. So basically what's going to happen here is once we get to the end of this group phase, the top two teams of their respective groups are going to advance to the final uh, tournament bracket, which I'll break down in the final segment and give you guys the machinations of how team USA could potentially face team Canada and we could have an all Knicks final. Uh, but as of right now, yeah, I think I think Lithuania probably has the best chance of being the second team on this one. Or if they really go crazy and can upset Team USA, they might come out as the one seed. I kind of doubt it, though. Uh, so Montenegro, moving on to the next team, they have Nikola Vucevic. That's about probably the only guy you've probably heard of. 
uh, on their team. He's doing great though. He's averaging like like twenty and eight or something, and uh, really is carrying that team from what it seems like. Uh, but if I had to guess, I mean, granted, it's not a huge. Uh, like I don't, I maybe he powers them over like Greece, uh, but I don't, I don't think it's super likely that unless they score a big upset inside the Team USA or, or Lithuania that they end up making it out of this stage. And then uh, the Team USA is not playing Greece, but for anyone who cares, uh, Greece is missing Giannis, obviously, which is why they're probably not higher uh, on this, uh, you know, as a seed in this whole thing to be honest, but they do have some NBA talent. They have uh, also some Nick connections. So if you decide you want to go in and, and watch them just for some current former or never could have been Knicks, uh, you could see Costas Papa Nicolau, who is a rotation player there, averaging about seven points per game, famously was drafted by the Knicks and never actually played for them. And then I think had his rights traded to Portland uh, for, man, I forget what deal that was he in the, was that in the Felton deal? I think that was, oh man, maybe. He ended up in Portland somehow, I'm pretty sure. And I think that's where he wound up signing his first NBA contract. And then I think he only played in the NBA for a couple years. Uh, and I think it was for Felton prior to the 12-13 season. I, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that, that was it. So, you know, a little bit of Nick's history there, and you can see him all growed up. Uh, playing for Greece right now. And, of course, you can see Giannis's brother, Thanasis Antetokounmpo, who is a former Nick and who is uh, playing for them currently and apparently could have almost been a Nick if you listen to him. Uh, he had a quote the other day that said, like, the Knicks came calling, but I decided to come back to the Bucks. But, you know, the Knicks were offering me, like, playing time. I'm like, I don't know about that, Chief. I don't know where he would have fit in this Knicks rotation unless they saw him as, like, a backup four or something. But whatever. Uh, also, random tidbit, uh, former Stephen F. Austin, March Madness Cinderella story, uh, Thomas Walkup is on the team for some reason. I don't I don't totally know what he's doing there, but uh, I, I think it's that he's he plays in Greek leagues now and has certified himself as like a Greek citizen or Greek national or whatever the terminology is. But whatever. Uh, if you remember like me, I, I saw his name and I was immediately like, oh, I remember him. He was on that Stephen F. Austin team that did really good in the tournament a couple years back. So. Cool. He, uh, he seems like he's doing pretty well for them right now. He's leading them in assists, I think. So that's cool. Anyway, uh, so we've gone through Team USA's path to potentially uh, get to the next round. But let's take a quick break and uh, come back and then talk about how Team Canada could potentially make it. But real quick, I do just have to remind you all that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you're thinking about Skipping 30 seconds, don't, because this is a really good deal. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off of NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So if you're you know, counting on your fingers and toes there, that means that if you spend $5 and place a $5 bet, you can get $200 in bonus bets, $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. That's $300 worth of stuff for five bucks. That's like a pretty good return on investment. You're not going to get that in the crypto market or anything, but you can get it on FanDuel. Now, this is the, now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you could be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
All right, and I'm back in, continuing this breakdown of what the uh, Knicks that find themselves in the uh, FIBA tournament here could do to potentially beat up in the finals. And there is a world where maybe uh, Team USA could meet Team Canada and we could have an all-Knicks final, which I'll get into in the next segment. Uh, but first, got to break down Canada's path to potentially getting there. So Canada now finds themselves at the head of Group L, hold that L, with Spain, who is 3-0, Brazil, 2-1, and and Latvia, who is 2-1. So Spain has a really big Nick connection. Uh, so that's the uh, the other like top seed, if you want to call it that. They, were the, they finished number one in their first round bracket, or their first round group, I should say. And so them and Canada are kind of like the two top dogs going into this. And Spain has Billy Hernan Gomez on the team. He is currently leading them in scoring with 17.3 points per game and rebounding with six boards per game. So that's pretty cool if you want to see what Billy's up to. He's, uh, I believe, I don't know what his club is overseas right now. I th- he's definitely playing over, I think, in Spain at the moment. I don't know if he's playing for one of the big two over there. Uh uh, Barcelona or uh, Real Madrid, but I guess a quick Google search would have alleviated that if I had thought to do it before this. <laughs> but either way, he's playing overseas now, but really killing it for Team Spain. So if you want to catch up with Billy, that's a good way to do it. His brother Juan Hernan Gomez also is playing uh, along with some former NBAers. There's like uh, Sergio Lol. I always forget how to say his last name. Uh, Victor Claver and Rudy Fernandez. And then there's current NBA players, Santi Aldama, who you might remember, I believe, really destroyed the Knicks with the Grizzlies one game. I want to say it was the beginning of last year. I could be wrong. I don't know. All the years are starting to blend in, into one in my head. That's how I know I'm getting old. But uh, yeah, Santi Aldama, you know, uh, Nick Killer, and uh, Usman Garuba, who currently, I think, still finds himself a free agent after being released uh, the other day. And then uh, Brazil is the other team. They're 2-1. and one. They don't seem to have any old Knicks. Um, so a little, little boring there, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's <laughs> how dare there be an international team with no former Nick presence on it. I don't know if I missed one. Feel free to shout me out in the YouTube comments or whatever, but I don't think they've got any future Knicks on, or sorry, former Knicks on the team, especially now that Nene is retired. Uh, you know, Nene used to always be a, a what could have been Nick uh, that never actually played for the team but was drafted by them, but uh, shout out Bruno Caboclo, I guess. It seems like he's figuring it out. He's, I think, second on. I, I was looking and I was like, oh, Bruno Caboclo, what's up with that dude? Poor guy got drafted way too high by the Raptors and had way too many expectations lumped on him and uh, definitely never figured it out at the NBA level. But he's averaging like 14 points for Brazil in FIBAs right now. So that's cool. Uh, and it seems like he's he's kind of getting his uh, his career together. So that's sick. Uh, and then we've got Latvia, uh, and they won't be facing Canada again because same deal as with Team USA. Like I mentioned in the first segment, um, there's uh, they because they were in the same group as Canada to begin with, they're not going to face each other here in the second group. Uh, there's no Knicks connections to speak of there, of course, because Kristaps Porzingis isn't suited up. So that's not a thing. Uh but yeah, so that's uh, oh, but there's uh, Davis Bertans is on that team. If you're looking for just NBA talent, and I believe his brother, there's another Bertans. I think they're brothers. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're chilling on Team Latvia. So the question then becomes, how can the U.S. and Canada match up? And could RJ Barrett 
meet Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart in the finals of the FIBA World Cup. Uh, I'm going to quickly tell you all what the bracket matchups are, and and then we can get into the machinations of how this would actually work. So here's how it works. So for Group I, their first place, I'm just going to work my way like straight down the bracket here. So there's going to be four games at the start of like the, the single elimination tournament stage here. So group group I's first place will face group J's second place. Uh, group K's first place will face group L's second place. Group J's first place will face group I's second place. And group L's first place will face group K's second place. So it's kind of just a flip-flop one side of the bracket to the other, you know, which team faces what. Uh, if that was at all confusing... Let's take our second little break here and I'll come back in and explain it so that it hopefully is less confusing. And I'll break down the ways that Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart could potentially face RJ Barrett in the finals of this here tournament and give my predictions. I decided to call my shot and just do it NCAA tournament style, I guess. But with pool play too, I'm probably going to be horribly wrong. You can get the receipts next in the next segment. All right, I'm back in to continue talking through how we could potentially get an all-Knicks final in FIBA's Team USA, who I formerly called the Knicks, I think, earlier in the show, and uh, Team Canada, who RJ Barrett plays for. So uh, let's let's just go through that, that whole thing that I just said. So obviously the uh, Group L and Group J are the ones that we are most concerned with here. Uh, thankfully, those two are not matched up in the first round, no matter what. So there's no chance that we're going to be cheated of a at least semifinal matchup uh, between these guys, uh, between the the Team USA and Team Canada. Uh, so that's good. But uh, there is a decent chance, I would say a strong chance, that they end up in the second round against each other. So here's how the bottom half of the bracket uh, I think will go. And, and this is why I think, so, all right. So let's just, let's just say here, like, so I think it's, it's super likely that these two teams win their respective groups. They're just dominating too much. And I understand that like the level of competition wasn't super high in the first round. And that was sort of by design, I think. Uh, you know, because obviously they want the cream to kind of rise to the top here and then put the best teams against each other in the second group and then see how things go from there. But I, they're just they're destroying. I mean, they're winning every game by like over 30. Uh, and, you know, it, it just it's almost like a no contest. Uh, a lot of these games. So I don't think it's unreasonable to assume that Canada and U.S. will both win their respective groups. If that does happen, that would mean that uh, Team Canada would be the winner of Group L, come out in first place. They would be the fourth uh, matchup on the the bracket, so like the bottom matchup. And then, actually, let me, for those of you watching on YouTube, I'll just quickly float this graphic up here so you can see a little bit what I'm talking about here. So down at the bottom, you know, they would be Group L's first place. And then Team USA would be Group J's first place, which would put them in the the two matchups in the bottom half of the tournament here, uh, which would then set them up for a date in the semifinals in the next round. Uh, but if either Canada or the U.S. slip up at all and end up second in their group, which would probably mean, to me, that means USA probably loses to Lithuania, or I guess maybe 
uh, Vooch goes crazy uh, for Montenegro, but I don't see that as super likely. I would say, you know, they lose to Lithuania or Canada loses to Spain. And Spain's just kind of like one of those like perennial powers in international play. Um, they kind of always find a way to stay relevant. So, you know, if that were to happen, then I could see a world where maybe one of those two would end up in second place. And that could set you up with the chance for a uh, a potential U.S.-Canada final. Uh, however, I think that would start to cast doubt over whether either team could make it that far because, you know, if they lose to these other teams, then, you know, it's like, oh, well, are they, are they going to, you know, be able to get it together and, and end up winning? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that I, I think it's probably way more likely than not that they end up meeting in the semifinals. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of the way it seems like it's going to shake down right now. Uh, as long as, I mean, Spain is just, they're, they're much more depleted than they used to be. We're very far from like when the Gasol brothers were on that team, Ricky Rubio, uh, you know, Rudy Fernandez in like his prime, you know, all these other guys, like they were, they were a very different team like 10 years ago when they were like really a force. Now they're just kind of like, they're still really good, but I just don't know that they have quite the firepower to take out Canada. Who's got SGA. Who's like an actual like MVP candidate and RJ Barrett. Who's like going crazy right now, along with a really talented supporting cast, like Lou Dort and Kelly Olenek and all those guys. So, um, I don't see that being super likely and Lithuania. I mean, as good as they are and as deep as they are and as much relatively in their prime former NBA talent they have. I just, I think team USA is a lot to get over right now. They're, they have the star power and they seem to really, really be gelling on the court. And uh, I just, I don't know that I really see it with team USA losing a game. So I think we're probably headed for a semifinal matchup. So I may as well just get into my, my final predictions here. Uh, so I'll get into what I think the, the eventual matchups are going to be here and who will make it to where. Uh, so I think in the top half of the bracket, uh, we're going to have the I won uh, the, the team that was first place in I. So I'm just going to refer to them that way. So I won Serbia versus J two Lithuania. Uh, I actually think Lithuania, I think, you know, I've been making a pretty strong case. Like they're a really strong team. Um, probably also just looking with uh, Nick's colored glasses right now and wanting uh, Rokas Jokobitis to make it to the next round as well. But I think Lithuania is really, really good. I think they kind of uh, are in a tough spot being put into the same group as Team USA in the second round. Uh, but I think that they could come up with what I think in my eyes would be the lone upset in the uh, final like tournament style bracket. So I have them beating Serbia and then I have Slovenia beating Spain, who I think Spain will be L2 and uh, Slovenia will be K1. So the first place of the K group, uh, I think that's pretty easy. It's Luka Doncic. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's a, that's a pretty easy call. I think um, he's going absolutely crazy as great as Luca is uh, in the NBA, he somehow finds even a better gear in international play. He's just crazy at that level. So uh, I think that he ends up propelling them past Spain. And then I think Slovenia and Luca end up against all odds, beating Rokas Djokovic and advancing onto the final. And you get Luka Doncic in the final of this tournament. Then the bottom half of the bracket, I've got Team USA as the J1, uh, beating Dominican Republic, who I think will be the I2. Uh, the I grouping, uh, 
did not inspire me a ton. Uh, so I kind of just, I looked at it and I'm like, I, I think that the Dominican Republic holds on, uh, you know, Kat's been doing pretty well. And, and, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, he's, he's on that team, former Nick summer leaguer, Gene Montero, former Seton hall standout for those of you that are, uh, New Jersey people like me, uh, Angel Delgado is on that team as well. So, I mean, they got a they got a pretty solid roster, but I don't think that they would come close to beating Team USA. Um, you know, one star does not beat as many stars as Team USA has. Now, granted, the only thing they can maybe throw a wrench in that is if Cat is able to get Jaron Jackson into some foul trouble. But I don't think that I see Triple J having that happen i think he'll play pretty under control he's been really good so far so i think team usa pulls out the win there then canada i think will beat germany so canada would be the l1 germany would be the k2 the second place in the k uh, k group although germany has lots of nba talent though they have both the wagner brothers uh franz and and mo and then they have dennis schroeder they have daniel tice so i mean i think they have a chance for an upset um i also think there's a chance that maybe germany ends up leapfrogging Slovenia if they could pull out an upset over Luka. I, I don't know that I see that happening, but I feel like that's one of the more likely potential upsets because Slovenia really relies on Luka. So like if he has an off game in, in this round of group play, maybe that leads to a loss for them. Uh, so, it, I, but I still think, I think Canada ends up against Germany and they beat them. It would really stink for Canada if they ended up against Slovenia in this one and then have to face Luca in the first round that I would feel less good about. Cause I just think that once it hits the elimination stage, it's going to be, you know, Luca's going to find another gear and, and really, you know, turn up a bit. Uh, and that, that would be a tougher matchup for Canada, but I think they end up against Germany. I think they can beat Germany. Um, I feel pretty good about it. You know, I just think like talent to talent, you know, Canada is just deeper, you know, they're deeper and they have, I think better, way better top end talent at this moment, just SGA and RJ, the way that he's been playing alone are good enough to kind of propel you there. So uh, then that would of course set up USA versus Canada in the semifinals. Uh, I've got team USA. I've got, I've got Brunson and Hart over RJ in this one. I mean, this would be a huge, huge moment for team Canada. Though. I mean, team Canada has always been, the team that's like two years away from being two years away, you know, they're, they're like every single time that one of these international tournaments come up since there's been this giant group of like really talented players from Canada, which by the way, also includes Jamal Murray also includes Andrew Wiggins, um, you know, a bunch of other guys that didn't even make this team. But, um, you know, I, I think that, I, I think regardless of all that team USA ends up winning, even though Canada is starting to finally fulfill on their promise. And, I do think that it'll set up a really interesting rematch in the Olympics uh, when that comes up. So that'll be, that'll be something to watch for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think team USA makes it to the finals to face Luka Doncic. And then in finals, I think team USA beats Slovenia. Um, I just think again, you know, with, with team USA, it, it kind of always just comes down to like, it's just an overwhelming amount of talent on the team, even this team, which is like, doesn't even seem like it's necessarily the the most star-studded team that the United States could put together by a long shot. Um, still, this team just is overflowing with like all NBA, all defensive, you know, whatever, all that level of talent that play at the NBA level, and they all seem to be really getting along. This isn't the case of like uh, a few years back where I think it was 2019, where Team USA kind of sent like their 
their B team, if that's what you want to call it, to the FIBAs, and they came in seventh um, with Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's what happens when you trust Celtics to do something for you. Got You got to trust the Knicks. Come on. And Anthony Edwards. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't see... I don't see them losing to Slovenia because they have enough defensive talent to contain Luca. And once you take Luca out of the game for Slovenia, I think you're in good shape. Um, hopefully, it'll come behind a good Josh Hart defensive performance on Luca. But I think it's most likely that they would have uh, Macau Bridges on him. But either way, I think Team USA pulls it out. And I think in the third place game, this would be really interesting, actually, if, if this happens the way that I say. From a Knicks fan perspective, if it's Canada versus Lithuania, again, you get some more. Rokus Jokobitis. I I'm hoping for lots of Rokus uh, to end this tournament. So if if you can have Canada versus Lithuania for your third place game, pretty solid from a Knicks fan perspective. I think Canada would win that one. I really do think like this FIBA is starting to set the table for the fact that like I think Team Canada and Team USA are going to be battling it out for a pretty long time uh, with their rosters because they both have super young rosters that are really talented and that are really proving themselves on the international stage. So. We'll see how that all goes in the end, but uh, that's that's for tomorrow. For today, we wait and we we see how this all goes. So, thank you all for listening and uh, keep it locked here. We'll have more fever coverage as stuff comes up, and also check out Twitter and uh, YouTube community tab because we're playing a new game uh, this coming week. We're going to call it Grade Your Take. So, we're going to ask for your guys' takes, and then we're going to grade them as part of the show. So. I don't know if I I'm hoping we can fill multiple episodes with it because I love taking fan submissions of stuff. So and it's not a little different than your standard mailbag. So definitely check us out on Twitter or uh, check the YouTube community tab and uh, make sure to you know comment on that. Let us know what your hot takes are for the Knicks this coming season and we'll grade them. But until next time, thank you all for listening and I'll talk to you all soon. Peace out, everybody.